I'm Coach Mickey. And I'm Mail. And we're so glad that you join us. If this is your first time joining us, come on in and make yourself comfortable. And for those of you that join us on a regular basis, we are so glad that you do. And we are really excited because this is one of my favorite episodes to do each and every month. And we do love hearing your comments, your questions, and your suggestions. And some of you guys need to start sharing some of your stories because <laughs> I know you're out there listening and we're having such a good time. And uh, we're going to jump right into it because I know you guys are sitting at the edge of your seat. Hopefully, if you are listening to this, it is in a candlelit room and maybe you get something a little bit stronger than a cup of coffee. And uh, we're going to jump in because it is Frady's Friday Friday Night Night Frights. And uh, I know. And (laughs) so, hey, William, I know you got a good ghost story for us. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? We're doing great. We love having you on. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad you do. I love being on and I love being a part of this. It's a lot of fun. It's it's great. It's fun. It's just, and it's, it's like getting in. The only thing missing is a campfire, you know? I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. We're going to have to work that one out and make it live one day. (laughs) That's right. Okay. Hey, listeners. While we're doing this, there, there's plenty of like YouTube campfires. Just throw one of those on. Help set the mood. This is a little bit fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. That is a great idea. So I know you have, and before we jump into your, uh, one of your true stories, I know you have had a lot happening. And, uh, and as you guys know, all of, uh, William's information will be embedded into the podcast. And I highly recommend you go and look at some of his art and those will be up on his page on our coach Mickey Mellon friends and just look in the little tab for, uh, W.R. Frady, and you'll be able to find all of his connections there. But uh, what you got going on, William? You've had some fun stuff happening. Oh, I have. I have I've been doing working a lot of cons and stuff for the uh, the Devil's Daughters. That we're now up to, I think, seventeen uh, different awards. Oh wow! Uh, which is great. This is which is great, and uh, it, it's really been a lot of fun working with that. We're getting ready to start filming again. Uh, there. Matter of fact, the crew was actually working this last week on a project for Netflix, which I'm not really able to talk about just yet. But when I'm able to, I'll definitely be glad to. Nice. Um, but uh, and then another, uh, we're getting ready to have a movie, uh, a, n- a new movie is getting ready to start being filmed again. So uh, we're waiting on to get all the scripts uh get all the scripts out, the shot, shoot schedules and everything. So we can start getting that taken care of. Yeah. Uh, also been working more, uh, getting everything ready for the vampire kill and uh, the vampire killer. Uh, yeah, well, I have been working on that too, but that, but for the legends of Lacey road, volume one. Oh, nice. Uh, yes. I, I, I finally have gotten the prologue hammered out and that was really that was really a lot of fun because I got to delve back and 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 give everyone a little bit of history of the house and how the house is basically about how the house itself is its own legend of Lacey Road. So <laughs> Ooh, can't wait. It, that, it's a lot of fun. It that's exciting. A lot of fun. 
we can't wait for you to finish that book because once you have that done, I know it's going to do really well. But in the meantime, we are so grateful that you are willing to share some of these stories with us firsthand, you know, on these podcasts, because I, well, for, I have to admit, there's times you get done telling the story and my, I got chills and I'm like, okay, you know, but so I can't even imagine sitting down and reading the whole book or actually living it like you have. So. Oh man, it, living it was an adventure. I, I have honestly got to say it was an adventure, but you, you know, the funniest part about it is I have not been able to find a horror movie that will actually scare me because <laughs> really? of yeah, just just in everything that I've actually, you know, in the things that I've been able to do and being exposed to in doing this. It really I, I've not been able to find a horror movie that will scare me. I, I've been looking for the horror movie that will scare me. And, and I know the day that it comes, it's it's going to be. Yeah, a pretty good shocker. So it's got to be something good. Hey, who knows? Maybe I'll write it. So. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I love the, it. Write the movie that scares you. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Hey, that, they always, my good friend, Chad from Moonrunner 83. So I'm going to give him a shout out right quick. But my good friend, Chad from Moonrunner 83, said that when he started doing writing music for Synthwave, he said he wanted to write the music he wanted to listen to so that's the way to do it so yeah so if i'm going to write the story that's going to uh scare me i guess that's going to have to be me doing it (laughs) 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 well i'll tell you what some of the stories that you tell that happened to you were scary whether you know yeah so you're right some of the things that you would have to come up with we're going to have to beat that because i can't even imagine i mean i I know some of the things and for those of you that haven't heard any of william's stories go back and and listen to the podcast that they all have his name on it and some of these stories are just going to totally blow your mind because it's still surprising is me when, when you tell me these things. So I, you know, but um, with that being said, are you willing to give us a little taste of something, something tonight with that and share a story? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Matter of fact, speaking of going back, we're going to touch back on one of the stories I did back in Halloween for the Halloween, since I was just kind of coming on and just kind of talking about my experiences at that point. Mm-hmm. So this time we're going to go into a little more detail with it and really tell the story of the hand in the window. Mm. Okay. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> oh my God. Let me turn the lights off. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm turning off mine too. Okay. Wait a minute. Can't see. Can I turn it back on? So. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it, it kind of makes you feel like that old ghost story. It, it's like the shortest ghost story ever where yeah. the man wakes up in the middle of the night and he feels like he's not alone. And he's looking for long for the comfort of a match. And then he reaches out to find one and has one put into his hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That, that's it. <laughs> okay. <sighs> that whole thought just alone just sent chills up my spine, I but know. I loved it. <laughs> uh. Okay. All right. So we're ready. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. This is the hand in the window. It was an ordinary night, kind of a winter's night at the Frady house. Now, during this time, uh, I was in my seventh, seventh grade year. 
No, hey, wait a minute. I was in my sixth grade year, not quite seventh yet. But because the old upstairs room was, had been closed off, you know, because it had been a storage room for a while. Um, Brigetta had at this time, Brigetta had moved out. She was living in Valdez. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, Brigetta is my sister. Is one of my older sisters. I'm sorry. Uh, but during that time, uh, Pop was also going to the local hunting club meeting. So I know it was a Tuesday night because that was when the hunting club meetings were held. Well, it was just me and my mom at home. Now, during that time, I was be because the old round wood stove that we had, it wasn't a pot belly wood stove. It was just an old round wood stove was what we had for heat. And this old house was so drafty that to stay warm, we had to stay downstairs close to the fire on the really, really cold nights. This wasn't one of the colder of the nights, but it was cold. The fire was going, I was, I would sit there at the dining room table and write or draw or look through books or just whatever I happened to be doing at that moment, homework. But at this time I was either writing or drawing and mom was in the living room. She was watching PM Magazine on TV. If that'll tell you how long ago this was, betraying my age a little here. <laughs> but um, anyway, she was watching PM Magazine. And it was getting about that time that one of my chores was to go out, gather the firewood, and bring it in for the night. Well, it had gotten time. I, Mom was like, Randy, you need to go get the wood, which that's what everybody called me growing up was Randy. So, but like, you need to go get the wood uh, in for the night. And I was like, all right. So I got up, you know, kind of moping a little bit, like us teenagers have a tendency to do, but we went on out and, and there wasn't anything thinking anything different of it. Just walked out the front door. The front porch was a huge, like it was almost like a full veranda instead of like so that it so it's when you walked out the door, it stretched out to the both ends of the house. Mm -hmm. And normally the wood would be packed to in a stack along the wall to the right, but it hadn't had a chance to be stacked as of yet. So it was still in a huge pile where he had been chopped out in the side of the yard. Well, I walked out, walked around, down by the hedgerow, and then around the side of the house. Where Now, on this side of the house, you had the old chimney. You had the, the windows where I was sitting in the dining room, where the, and you could see the old uh, stove inside that I was talking about that kept everything warm. Well, directly above it was the bedroom upstairs that was often referred to as, you know, it was basically whoever the oldest at that point was. So, uh, <laughs> but at this point it was a storage room 
And apparently somebody had been up there looking for something earlier because the light was on. And, it, you know, it, this old house didn't have it wasn't like you walk in, just flip a switch and turn on the upstairs light. You had to walk in and actually twist the light bulb to get it to turn on so that because you had to tighten it up just to do so. Old, old house. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The light was on upstairs. And as I was gathering wood. Something, a movement caught my attention upstairs. So I, I stopped and I looked. And as I was looking upstairs, I noticed that now there was a pair of windows that's in the same room, just like, and, and it mirrors the down the, the dining room downstairs. So the two windows, the one closest to the front of the house, which was between, was right beside the chimney. And that window, I looked up and I saw something go by. And when I saw was a hand go across the window. It it was not a hand that was attached to anything, but a dead hand floating through the air. It was only if you was to put your hand, if you was to put your hand down on your wrist, look and like roll it back to where your thumb touched, just to where it's like two or three inches behind the actual wrist itself. That was how much of a hand just drifted by the, and just moved by the window. I mean, and it was plain as day, a hand going across the window. At that point, I I was still trying to think uh, uh, something rational. I thought, okay, mom went upstairs for some reason. So I'll finish getting a load of wood in and I, as I walked back up, I noticed mom was still sitting exactly in the same spot she had been sitting when I walked out. So as I, I walked in, I put the wood down, I come back in. I said, mom, were you not upstairs just now? And she's, no, I've been right here the whole time. And I was like, well, apparently there's somebody upstairs because I just saw a hand go across the window. Now, there is only one way up and down those stairs, and it was through that living room where mom was sitting. So there's there's no way somebody walked in, walked upstairs, or walked back down, or got back down and got out the door without mom knowing about it because they would have had to come into the living room with her to get by. Oh gosh. So we took a we went upstairs. I grabbed a flashlight and we went upstairs. And while mom stood at the stairs, I went and checked every room. And there was not a soul upstairs. Mom and I were completely by ourselves. Well, this is where the story gets really interesting is that Later that year, Brigetta was moving back in. As she was, as we were, she was moving back in, we were cleaning up that room. And that, that room at the time had the original wallpaper still in it from when the house was built in its current location. So it was literally wallpaper. And we went, as we were going through, we were tearing off the pieces, 
And in the middle of the Western Wall, behind the wallpaper, there was a bloody handprint that was just embedded in the wall. And I mean, it was just slapped just as if somebody had just put their hand on the wall and just just splattered it there. And it had been hidden behind the wallpaper the whole time. Now, that's not the only incident with a hand and something odd in that room. See, when my other sister used to live there with her husband at the time, he would wake up in the middle of the night with something always bothering him. Well, one of the nights that he woke up, and this was before my when I before me seeing the hand, he woke up in the middle of the night feeling something digging into his back, and he said he said it felt like fingernails that was digging into his back. And when they opened, when Crystal flipped it open and looked over at his back, he had. Something had taken his fingernails and carved like an R into his back, like scratched an R into his back. What does the meaning to the R was? I have no clue to this day. But that's that was what he said happened to it. And he would not stay if he thought he was going to be in that house by himself after dark. He would he he would split, hit the road and go. He he would not stay there at all. Wow. <laughs> I wonder why they picked on him. I have no idea, but they, whatever it was did not like him. <laughs> it did not like him. But yeah, it was. It, it, it always. It would always come out right there when he was there. But yeah, those times I, I remember sleeping in that room when it was mine and laying there because the door had to be ajar because the hinges were broken so the jar would the door would hang a jar and i would remember laying there and feeling you know how you could sense something's watching you mm-hmm. even though you can't see it yeah and i would lay there and it would feel like something was watching me through that the crack in that door as if it was just waiting like a like a cat ready to pounce on its prey just waiting just so yeah, th- there was some interesting, interesting ordeals in that room. Oh God! Blood wow. <laughs> you know what? What I know you're you're writing this book on all these other stories, and I know this is one of many. And you said you started digging the history. Have you found out any anything about any of the people that had lived there or anything that transpired in there i mean it just see i mean because you've got story after story after story oh man and it's just like you gotta wonder what in the world happened there is i know there is so much i i do honestly because there is an event that replays itself out down the woods ever so often Uh and it's it plays itself out where the foundation of the original house set is that there was a murder that took place there that no one has ever that no one knows about, mm-hmm. and it plays itself out over and over down in that woods, 
at specific times. The first time. No, no, wait, no, we're, we're going to save that one for the next episode. We're going to save that because we could sit here and talk all night. Yes, and, I, yes, and, and, I, and this is a good one. So I think we're going to, we're going to hold on. So I'm sorry, circle of friends. You're going to have to wait for the way. Hey, that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, that's the cliffhanger. And, um, so yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I did that. This is going to be a good one. So you are definitely going to want to uh, hang around and wait for that one next mm-hmm. month. But um, yes, um, William, I, 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 you always leave me speechless, but you always have me <laughs> laughing too. I mean, I you are just, I know, you are just an amazing person. And, and uh, we love having you on sharing these stories. I, I love being <laughs> on here. And, and I'm glad I make the, I'm making everybody's world a little bit better just sharing these stories and being a part of this world. Yeah, well, we love having you. So again, uh, I know you've got some good things coming up. And, and as always, we're going to take all of William's information and you can find them all in the description of the podcast so you guys can reach out to him. And the other thing too, William, is go ahead and send us where you're going to be on some of these Comic-Cons that you're at. So if yeah. our listeners, if they're in your area, my gosh, let them swing by and at least see your face. You know? Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, so maybe we... We'll, We'll go ahead and put that up on the website too, where you're going to be, you know, so they can reach out to you. Because I know you're at quite a few Comic Cons on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, the next big one that I'm going to be attending is XCon in Myrtle Beach. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, let's get, and what date is that going to be? That is May the, I want to say it's the 21st. Okay. Let me check and make sure. Yeah, May. Excuse me, May 20th, 20, 21st and 22nd. Okay. We're going to go ahead and put that up on the website and they can find it on your page, you know, and then they can reach out to you and, and, and go ahead and meet you, meet up with you. That would be yep. awesome. Um, and it's going to be awesome. fun. And it's going to be fun because we're actually going to be on Celebrity Row. So with, because I'll be down there with the devil's daughter, we're actually going to be celeb- on Celebrity Row. So we're all the big, uh, all the big guests and stuff are going to be, we're going to be on the same row oh, with them. That's nice. cool. That is so fun. That is so fun. Well, we are out of time and we uh, actually, I wanted to let you know that uh, Mel and I are kind of doing a uh, tell me something good. And whenever you've got a free moment, come on and stop on by so we can actually uh, hear what's going on, even in between all the time that we have between the podcast on the end, the last Friday of the month, we what's going on. So, but all right, you guys, anything else, Mel, got anything you want to contribute? Well, no, we're looking forward to uh, the next story next month. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, Circle of Friends, thank you so much for joining us. I know you guys are pulling your hair out going, Meg, you can't do this to us and leave us hanging, <laughs> but that's what's going to make it fun. So, uh, William, thank that's you so much. That's what makes you come back for more. I know. I know. <laughs> so, was, there's a method to my madness. <laughs> right. I would like to say it the other way around for me. There's a madness to my method. but <laughs> That is a true statement. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being with us. We love having you join us each and every week. And also thank you for uh, sending out your kind suggestions. And also please, please, please connect with William. Uh, You can find all of his information, not only on his link tree, but if you go to Coach Mickey Mellon Friends, you can find uh, W.R. Frady Page. And that will have all his podcasts and his information. And I highly recommend you take a look at some of his artwork. So until uh, next week, and actually for you, William, next month. uh, Absolutely. 
I know. We will look forward to seeing you guys. We are just ordinary friends trying to live an extraordinary life. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, y'all. Have a good evening. This episode was brought to you by KeepOnSharing.com. They're calling themselves the first truly ethical social network. They'll share back 50% of their revenue with their users, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's free to register, and they never sell your information. You can list your products, events, and content for free. Adult content accounts, be gone. They're fun, positive, and encouraging sites supporting local business. In a day and age where social media sites, even well-established ones, are being brought to light left and right for their questionable and sometimes downright archaic business practices, KeepOnSharing.com is a well-needed breath of fresh air. While you can share personal content, news articles, or just about anything for fun and profit, the marketplace allows practically anyone to sell anything at any time from anywhere. But on this site, you are the boss. I cannot express how amazing it is that KeepOnSharing.com shares 50% of all revenue back with the users on top of having a truly transparent, supportive, and clean business model. Check them out. I'm signing up. Will you? Go ahead and meet me on there. Just go to KeepOnSharing.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. 